All right, here we are in the booth for the next session of the Rich Life Projects, and uh, I've got someone very intriguing that I've uh, wanted to hear the story of for a long time, and uh, class is one of the OGs of the fight game, the women's fight game, plus tainted as rowdy, the bad bitch Rawlings. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I'll Beck Rawlings, <laughs> Rodriguez, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Beautiful, beautiful. How's things been? What's been happening in your life? Um, not much, really. Oh, just yeah, I know you're lying old. now. I know you're lying now. <laughs> I'm trying to stay active. I just fought in June, so I want to keep the ball rolling because yeah, COVID definitely. really messed with oh, my messed. activity and fighting. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, I was stuck in Australia for, what, two years with the COVID lockdowns and all that jazz. And um, So, yeah, it's been painful, painful, but... And especially um, when you're an inter- international fighter yes. and then you, you're stuck in Australia because of mm-hmm. COVID. Yeah. And again, like all professional fighters, that's how you make money. Yeah. Fuck, that must, that must yeah. have been a struggle for two years. Yeah. Well, luckily I have OnlyFans as well as a, a source oh, of income. Oh, there we go. So, I haven't yeah. seen my, that my one. My titties okay. have paid for my Oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> no, um, yeah, but that actually has helped a lot. Um Without that, it would have been real a real big struggle. Really, really. Yeah. So um, it's nice to not have to rely on fighting. Like yep. I'm fighting because I love it. That's um, yeah, okay. And it's my therapy. It keeps me sane. Yeah. Uh, I don't need it anymore, which is a great kind of relief. It's a yep. lot of weight off my shoulders because yep. um, I think feel like when I was with the UFC, uh, I took a lot of fights because I needed to because I wasn't earning enough money from – I was on paycheck to paycheck – um, so yeah, I was kind of forced into a lot of fights, not that I was, didn't want to fight them, but I could have probably made better career choices yeah. if I had the stability of another income. And they were like 50% turn up and 50% if you win, wasn't it? Yeah. That, so then it gets slashed in half. And then if you lose that one, you don't get bumped up a pay bracket either. Yeah, so you're kind true, of stuck yeah. on that salary until you win. Okay. Um, and yeah, I wasn't ever given easy fights. I was like top 10 girls. Back to back, back yeah, to back. Yeah, that's so, right. Because I'm, yeah, you, yeah. You fought some big names in the. I did. Yeah. In, in the UFC, which yeah. we'll get into as well. So, <laughs> and so again, not that I've seen it, but fan only page. <laughs> tell, tell me, because all there's some there's some women uh, in the fight game, but just some women in general. Mm-hmm. And when they when they say whether they up the ante and say this is how much I'm making from fans yeah. only. Yeah. Um. Fuck. Some of them say, "Oh, I'm making sixty. Well. I'll put a Jessica Power, so to speak. Yeah. Because uh, Max Markson and all the rest of who yeah. we know in regards to, you know, they're saying like $60,000 a month. Oh, yeah, and easy they'd be making. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah well, they'd probably money to be made. Yeah. Um, but there's like also everyone thinks just OnlyFans is just all porn and, and yeah, and yeah. All that, which it isn't. There's a lot of like comedians and chefs and yeah, all okay. walks of life on there. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of pretty girls will. They make a lot of money. They yeah. already have a fan base and yeah. people want to see them or talk to them or get to know them on a different level. Yeah, um, okay. For me personally, I keep constantly getting banned. I get keep getting put in Facebook, jail. Oh, really? Um, Instagram. Hey, why warnings. is that? Just because you're going too uh, far? My language. With... Oh, okay. My language. Um, bikinis. Like, <laughs> yeah, like they just don't like me. So uh, OnlyFans gives me a bit of freedom. I can do and say what I want. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. I thought you were yeah. saying. Fans only venue. So, oh, social media, yeah, okay, yeah, for Facebook, the guidelines. Instagram with their guidelines, their community guidelines. Apparently, all I do is trash them. So, okay. I'm always in trouble. So, I like the aspect of OnlyFans because I'm able to just be myself and okay. do what I'm doing. And, and OnlyFans, obviously, you're married and, mm-hmm. and, and everything else. What, what sort of, obviously, what does Adrian sort of think of it? Oh, you he's, know? yeah, yeah, no, he's. I suppose well, it's money, money, you hey, but just go, <laughs> I can do it. Yeah, he's like, oh, I don't mind. No, um, he, he's, he married me knowing me, like who I am. Yeah. Um, and I've always been, you know, my own kind outspoken, of independent, just, yeah, outspoken um, person. I stay true to myself. And uh, yeah, he's fully yeah. supportive of that. He's like, yeah. I'm not going to tell you what to do. He's like, yeah, you're your own person. Oh, so um, he he's not actually involved in fan names with no. uh. <laughs> I've been trying to get him on there. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to play ball. <laughs> okay, but that's so that's <laughs> your subscribers to fan only. That's obviously how you make uh, money through that period of, of yes. COVID. Yeah, yeah, because okay. I wasn't able to fight, so it was um, another like a stream of income that was um, just through social media. Just, yeah, 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 just using me as a brand. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. Um, and not having to rely on being and you, booked and you and always get those intriguing, uh, you know, dirty purse. You're oh, yeah. always going. Oh yeah. Uh, what is it? How much is it? like seven dollars or something in it, or ten dollars? Um, mine's ten dollars. Yeah, okay. but it can vary. I think from thirty dollars 
Um, oh, actually, really? I think okay. even more ex- expensive than that. Um, just depends where you price yourself and yep. what you want to put on there, like what I content suppose and content stuff. Content and yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Because it's just exclusive content. Like you've seen uh, Instagram do it now. They've just started it, oh, so you can actually, pay extra yeah, yeah. on Instagram for exclusive content. Same kind of cu- um, concept. I've seen a PT, a yeah. personal trainer in Texas, uh-huh. and he goes, uh, if you're subscribing to me or something, and yep. I follow him, but um, just for the workouts and that, but he's then it popped up there, if mm-hmm. you want to subscribe, it's this much there. Yeah, so then that's just like, dif- different what? content, whatever yeah, okay. they um, put a price on. So I oh, see, because <laughs> even Haney, like when he fought Cambosis, mm-hmm. had- Sponsored. Had fan only yeah. on the back of his pants. Yeah, they're sponsoring everyone. They sponsored me for my last fight as well. I had oh, did a, they? The logo on my um skirt. Yeah, okay. so they're, they're getting. Into I didn't fighting. even know they were at that stage where they'd sponsor fighters yeah. or something like that. But yeah. I thought Haney just started an OnlyFans page. No, just to. Oh, he might have. Live, there are live. a lot of guys on there. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, there are a lot. Um, so he might have started one, but I'm pretty sure he would have been sponsored. And they'll yeah, throw okay. it like they sponsored Floyd Mayweather for his last. Um, oh, the exhibition, did they? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So they've they're throwing some big bucks around. Far out. There must be. I'll tell you what. There must be <laughs> fucking money in it. Wonder if I can, Braden, if I can. Uh, <laughs> Red, the rich the, life the, the, the red nut only fan page. Oh God, <laughs> that that would be frightening. That would be frightening. But I'd only be what two dollars a month. Or <laughs> I don't think I'd be uh, that interesting. But anyway, so let's go back mm-hmm. to the growing up stage where Beck grew up. You're born in obviously Tasmania. Yep, Launceston. Mm-hmm. Launceston. Yep. What was in your into all different sports back then, basketball mm-hmm. and athletics and all the rest of it? Yeah. Uh, what What was growing? Did you have any brothers and sisters? Yeah, I'm actually the youngest of four, okay. and then I've got two stepsisters on one side and two stepsisters and a stepbrother on the other side. So, and all the family live family. in Tassie still. Yeah, they're all in Tassie now. Wow. Yeah, the so. runt of the uh, the, yeah. the mob sort of. Escaped. I was the um, one that they told everyone I was adopted because oh, I was the no, only blonde not that hair, blue-eyed oh, baby. Shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone believed them. So yeah. yeah, I was adopted, but the real truth is, I was um, the night before a vasectomy baby. So oh, I was no a true way. mistake. True wow. <laughs> Jeez, I don't think I've heard that story before. <laughs> I get reminded of that all the time. That is that is yep. the, that is a classic. That one. <laughs> yeah. Far out. I've never heard that one before. So you got okay. So you got the the brothers and sisters. Yep. Uh, and growing up in the gymnastics, growing up in sports. What uh, what was the experience growing up in Tasmania mm-hmm. and in in through those sports? brothers and sisters and so forth, what really got you from going different sports and growing up in Tasmania to get into MMA, like yeah. the fight game, so to speak? Yeah. And, and was it at a young age or? Um, well, no, I got into fighting, well, I was 20, 21 when I first found MMA. So, okay. Um, and I originally just got into uh Kickboxing, like a cardio kickboxing class. Oh, the old cardio uh, yeah, kickboxing. Just to get fit again yeah. um, after I had Zake, my eldest son. Okay. Because um, I got really overweight. I thought I could eat for two people. Yeah, true. <laughs> so so go on, when you had, obviously, because a lot of obviously women go through that, when they've mm-hmm. had their babies, they put on tons of weight. Yes. Um, yeah. Mentally wise, you know, where did you go? Obviously, you put on heaps of weight. Yeah. You're going, oh, fuck, I've got to. You know, did you get to a point? What was the point you got to? And went, I just got to fucking do something about it. Yeah, well, because I was fit growing up. Um, I, I was doing always all athletic. Uh, so and then all of a sudden, I was like, oh fuck, I'm I'm fat, like, and I'm out of shape, and I was just in a real bad kind of mental state. Um, I was t- kind of messed up with the wrong kind of crowd. Um, just going down the wrong path. And so I was like, you know, I got to get my shit together. Not for me, but for my son. I've got to be a good role model for him and. Um, kind of get my head screwed back on. So that's kind of what drove me to to get fit. And I was like, I might as well go hit something because <laughs> I was a very angry teenager as well. well. Yeah. So um, Angry and why were you angry? Just because you just. Uh, you know, I, I kind of, I didn't have a great upbringing. I did, but I didn't. I come from a great family, um, but I was a very, I guess, a troublesome child, okay. um, you would say. Rebellious. Rebellious, yeah, did okay. not like authority, yeah. um, and kind of the forgotten child as well. And I think I just really self-sabotaged myself. I and just on, like, well, on fuck you guys. If I'm going to be in trouble, I may as well earn the trouble, earn if the that trouble. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, so, yeah, I was just a real angry kid, rebellious kid, and. 
um, yeah, quite violent kid, um, just not a very nice teenager. Oh. Yeah, and, and it wasn't until I had Zake and I was like, you know, this is not this is not good. This is time to turn it around and, you know, make something of my life for my son and uh, be a role model for him. So uh, that's how I found the sport. And then, yeah, and I think everyone says this, it's very humbling, getting punched in the face. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Especially when you go into a gym and you go, I can fight. I'm, yeah. I'm a ba- I'm a bad bitch. Or I'm uh-huh. a bad dude. And then you then you get in there and you actually see people who have been training and yeah. discipline. They punch you in the face. You're like, oh, oh shit. Oh I'm, shit. Reality. I, comes. I really aren't, aren't that good. <laughs> yeah. It so, ha- happens so much in martial arts. Don't yeah. It? So yeah, it taught me a lot of respect and humility and um and just that there's no honor. I guess fighting on the street is is for no gain. Definitely. Um and that I could harness you know all of my kind of demons and, and channel them into something worthy. So um, definitely helped save save my life and my son's, I think, that, yeah, you know. I've said it so many times. How, much, how many times do you hear uh, martial artists mm-hmm. and they say, why well, I got into it because certain things, but it saved my life? Yeah. So many times. I mean, yeah. I, we all go through that thing and it's, it's amazing that the that sort of scenario yeah. Always leads us into the martial arts yeah. world, isn't it? That's yeah, a crazy and then there's, there's people like, oh, you're in you know, a violent sport. This, but they don't realise like, it works the opposite way. Yes, exactly. You know? like, no, 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 I was a violent person before. Yeah, now, now, <laughs> now you're, now you're now not. I'm, yeah, now I'm calm. Now I'm I'm contained. So you started, <laughs> you went into the kickboxing and mm-hmm. you started to lose the weight. Yep. Started yep. to get into the training and yeah. love it and get addicted to it. Yes, well, and that was just kickboxing or was yeah, that MMA straight just, away? just kickboxing. And then I saw an MMA class going on on the side and I was like, what is this? Yeah. We're strangling people. Oh, what's this? <laughs> so then I went over to that class um, okay. and fell in love. Yeah. yeah didn't look true. back. Yeah. And I didn't even know you could fight for money back then. Um, I was just turning up to training and training every day. And then eventually my coach was like, uh, do you want to have a fight? I'm like, As oh, every coach you does. can do this legally. Uh, do you want to do, have a fight? <laughs> You're kind of good at this. Would you like to have a fight? Oh, you get paid for it. I'm like, I can hit someone and get paid oh, for oh it. My God. And not go to jail? <laughs> and not go to jail. Sorry, this. Oh, wow. So that, yeah, that, was, the, that was the breakthrough then uh-huh. to, uh, and you sort of pretty much never look back no. from that. Yeah. Once you lost the weight, once you got into the whole martial arts mm-hmm. and obviously being that role model for your son. Yeah. And uh, so started re- Started the martial arts, and I think it was uh, in some sort of detail because you're in Tasmania when you started all mm-hmm. this martial arts career. Uh, you went through a bit of the domestic stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that's where it's kind of bittersweet. It's because yeah. I found the sport that saved me, but that's where I also found yep. my ex-husband yep. um, that was extremely abusive. So yep. kind of comes with a little price tag on it, yeah, um, yeah. which was a shitty kind of uh, part Definitely. of my life, but – um, I made it through it yeah. and yeah, it's just, it's a bittersweet that how I found the sport, yeah. but I'm still in the sport. I'm yeah, still, yeah. I'm still here fighting. So, um, but yeah, very, very horrible period of my life, but a very good period of my life yeah. also, because, you know, it's where my, the peak of my career kind of, um, skyrocketed and, um, I solidified myself in women's MMA and was one of the first in Australia to fight internationally. Yeah. Um, to be signed to the Ultimate Fighter as well, so along with Alex Chambers. Mm. Um, so yeah, just a lot of good with a little bit of bad as yeah. well. And so. how did how did that affect the mindset? Just for you know other women that's going through that mm-hmm. outside of this this obviously podcast or just in life in general. Yeah. What was that? What was that point when you were going through that? You're doing the martial arts. Yeah. And you had to get the courage to go, fuck no more. I've I've yeah. got to change something. Yeah. What what was the the whole situation in um, regards to that? Where what yeah. time what part was that? It it was hard because everyone looked at me like a strong, you know, strong woman. And I think that was what kind of held me back from speaking up a little bit because I was like, What no one's gonna believe me. Because yeah. I'm this strong, you know, I'm this woman that fights in cages. I I fight other people in cages. Um, and people think that it can't, like, it wouldn't happen to someone strong and independent and opinionated because I've always been, you know, out, spoken, outspoken and, yep. and bubbly. And, um, so yeah, I think, but I think that shines a light on that domestic violence can happen to all walks of life. It can happen to women. It can happen to men. Um, it can happen to professional fighters. Um, so 
yeah, like it was it was hard to get the courage to to say enough is enough. And what's quite sad and a little bit disturbing is that it wasn't it didn't get to the point where I was saying enough is enough for myself. It was when he turned his anger onto the kids. Yep. It was when I was like, nah, enough's enough. Yeah, that's I've enough. got to protect them now. Yeah. He's not just coming after me. Yep. He's coming after my kids. Yep. Um, so, yeah, there's nothing like a mother's love. And oh, their, definitely, definitely. Their, that's their will to protect their 100%, cubs. 100%. And, um, yeah, I, I probably, to this day, I don't think if, if I had didn't have the boys, I don't know if I would have made it out. Yeah, right. And that's really sad. That that's is really sad, scary. Yeah. And there's a lot of girls that are in that same position. Yep, yep. So, so that'll be that'll be good advice down the track to yeah. try and get that strength and try and talk up yeah. and speak up. Yeah. Oh, I think the stigma behind it now is is slowly changing. I think people are more willing to speak up and ask for help. I think so. Um, yeah. and because it has happened so often, so frequently. Um, and it's now getting the media attention that it deserves, and people are going, you know, hang on a minute, there's something wrong with this, with Australia and, and its domestic violence culture, um, not just against women, against men as well. Um, so I think slowly but surely people are getting the courage to speak up, ask for help, um, and realising there is help out there. Yeah, You're not definitely. stuck. Definitely, definitely. There'll be some. Uh, there's definitely places, uh, lifelines, and different. Yeah. Did you did you go to the stage where you had to contact? Uh, like a counsellor um, or go through counselling in, in regards to that? Well, lucky for me, I had my gym. I had my coaches. That's right. Um, and, and that they, was... That they become everything, don't they? Yeah, they're, my family. They're, they're so. the brothers, they're the fathers, yes. they're the counsellors yeah. and, yeah. Yeah, so I had I had them. To, when it got to that point, I was like, I had to tell someone. So yeah. I re- reached out to my coach and I was like, this is what's been happening and he's, he's you know, took us under under his wing and, and called the police and, and helped me get through that yeah. period. Um, so, yeah, as... Again, <laughs> MMA and fighting saved yeah, my life yeah, yeah, again. Yeah, definitely, so. definitely. It's a um, and and people, that's why the outside people who are not in martial arts, martial arts has got so many facets. Yeah, where the coaches, for instance, as you say, are, uh, mentors, their brothers, their their sisters. Well, not so much sisters, but they can be if they're coaches <laughs> and they're female. But they're just those people who are there mm-hmm. coaching, but the right ones are there to care for that person yeah. as well through martial arts. And as you see, went through that, that hard stage mm-hmm. and they were the pretty much the only ones there. It's not like you went sort of to lifeline or you, no. you know, they put you in the, in with counselors or yeah. anything. So the coaches in the MMA yeah. or the, that martial arts, yeah. that's a crazy. I think it's a lot, it's easier to go to someone that you're close to. Um, and feel confident a with. a coach and whatnot than to go to a stranger and ask for help. Um, but yeah, I think, I think fighting or coaches and, and your training partners, they see you at the most vulnerable. They see you when you're oh, hurting and you don't want to fight anymore. Fuck, I don't want to do I'm this hitting anymore. pads crying. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of they see you at your most vulnerable. So I feel like it's easier to talk to talk to someone like your training partner or coach. Was that a part of the reason why you left Tasmania and to go to Brisbane? What was, what was the reason? Because oh, obviously yeah. all the family, here we go, another section. Sorry. Here we go. Sorry to open all these doors, <laughs> but I'm, okay. I'm fascinated because all your family's in Tasmania. Uh-huh. You've gone through that, dealing with that situation. Yeah. And all of a sudden now, boom, Beck Rowlings is in fucking Brisbane. Yeah. So um, I actually moved up to Brisbane while I was still with him. Um, okay. And it was under the guise of it's better for our careers, um, which it was, absolutely, better training, better Um and we moved into the gym, uh, Impact MMA, who the owner of that, Kaya Pate, was the promoter of Brace MMA. I'm not yes, sure if you yep, heard of that yep, one. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we moved up for that, you know, for career choices, but it was also a way for him to get me isolated away from my family. Yeah, so okay. Away from family and friends, which abusers do, you know, try to um, isolate you. Um, yeah. Um, so they're able to abuse you and, and not more, not as many people can intervene. That's so right. another bittersweet thing, I love Brisbane. I would never go back to Tasmania. I yeah, love my family. Really? I isn't would never it, go back the, there. Tasmania I hear is the freshest air in, in the oh, world. Oh, okay. I would go back there when I'm old. <laughs> just, just for the fresh air. <laughs> when I'm old and just want to own and, a farm and, and, and have retired. all farm animals. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I would definitely go back to, to retire. But, yeah, um, I love Brisbane and, and definitely have had a lot of opportunities, you know, my had a very successful career and that's thanks to my gym and coaches in, in Brisbane. So, Have you been with the same um, gym since you uh, well, 
Brisbane? No, or, well, other than that MMA one, obviously, but well, no, Impact MMA closed down a while ago, actually. But I'm still um, still have my coach, my main coach, Mal Van. Shout out to Big Crocker. Oh. That's my nickname for him. Yeah. Um, or Crocodiler. Oh, um, Crocodile. He's still in my corner, and he's in my husband's corner as well, Adrian's. Um, he still comes and wraps our hands, and he's like kind of our mental. Stability, yeah, you know, he's the guy that. that just knows how to make you feel invincible. He will make you go out into a fight and feel like no one could beat you, no yeah. one could stop you. Um, so yeah, he's always in our corner. Um, and so yeah, but we don't actually train under him. He's he's just doing jujitsu now. He's a black belt. Just got wow, got his black belt this year. So um, yeah, we're at, obviously at a, a boxing gym now, not doing MMA because Adrian, my husband, also is where I met him at. The gym, and oh, he was an MMA fighter as well. Oh, shit, I'm big agent. So, yeah, he's gone to boxing um, a while ago, and then I've just crossed yeah. over to boxing. So, And what, what do they yeah. say? They train together, stay together. Yeah, oh, punch each other in the face. No. This is a romantic <laughs> session, this one. Here. The detox, no. No. Well, that, that's it. That's how it usually goes, isn't it? When you're sort of in that environment all the time yeah. and then you meet someone and obviously you've got chemistry, it just fucking yeah. just stays and the next minute you go, oh, no. we just, we're training all the time yeah. together, we're with Maybe each well. other. No. But sometimes that can be a bit, you know, oh, when you're training together yeah. and you take it home, well, you're my, like, fuck. He's also my main coach now. So. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. wow, that's so cool. It, there was a little rocky situation, you know, like when he's like cornering me and sparring and he's telling me something and I'm like, it's not fucking working. <laughs> and then he got upset and I'm like, you can't get upset. I'm talking to you like you're my coach. I'm not talking to you as a wife. I'm that, like, I talked to hard, Simon like this yeah, too, my other coach. Okay. So <laughs> like, don't take bit, it personal. Yeah. So yeah, he had to go, okay, it's just Beck being a bitch like as a – as a, a fighter, not as a wife. She's not personally attacking me. Yeah, so. right. Um, yeah, but, yeah, he's a great coach. He understands there's, me. There's a fine line, isn't there, where, there where is. it goes, okay, you're my coach yeah. here and then you're my husband at home. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, you we gotta... found it, though. We, we found the balance. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. 2010, you, you sort of were doing the Australian mm-hmm. circuit mm-hmm. Um, and then the first – International when you first sort of got noticed or, or signed was Invicta yeah. FC, yeah. which is an all-women MMA promotion. What was that experience like? Obviously, you're doing the, the circuit in Australia yeah. and next minute you're, you know, you're starting to get a voice, you're starting to yeah. be a bad bitch in the cage and you're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I'm a good fighter here. Mm-hmm. And then you get signed with the Invicta FC, which yeah. a lot of, if you followed MMA, a lot of the girls – you know, they start on a promotion like Megan Anderson, mm-hmm. I think, started there, Cyborg, Michelle Waterson. Yeah. All those really great women fighters are yeah. all started at that stage. It's like a little breeding ground. It is. The infector. Yeah. What, what, what was that experience like to then go, I'm signed internationally now. Yeah. To go. It was, it was cool. It was um, It was cool to have kind of like my international like breakthrough in the international scene. Um, it was quite interesting. I was signed to fight Joanne Coldwood. Um, and two weeks out from that card, uh, Carla Esparza's opponent, um, Claudia Gadella, another big USC name. And she was, she was, um, they were both world champions in the USC, yeah. weren't they? Well now, yeah, they have Those, been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this been, is before they're, women they're, they're, were yeah, allowed yeah, in, that's right, in the that's USC. Right. Invicta um, sort of started all they that, were. weren't they? Yep. And so, uh, yeah, Claudia got injured and they've, they were calling everyone to see if anyone would step in and everyone said no, including Joanne Calderwood. Really? And then they called me and I'm like, fucking sign me up. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Ta- I'll take her out. So, wow. yeah, so I fought Carla Esparza on two weeks notice. I was already in camp for Joanne, okay. but um, a kickboxer, Muay Thai fighter, and then a freestyle wrestler that's, you know, collegiate wrestler. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, so um, – it was a really cool fight. I took her to five rounds. Everyone was counting me out. They're yeah. like, this Australian's not going to make it through the first round. She's going to get submitted. She's going to get this and that. And um, managed to drop Carla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she managed to wrestle fuck me <laughs> <laughs> for five rounds, but I kept getting up yep. and kept getting up. So, um, yeah, took her to five rounds. She won unanimously, but yeah. it was the my breakthrough fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone knew and, my and name people, after yeah, that. I was going to say that. <laughs> but that's that's – Good. That's a good feeling you must have had, like going on two weeks' notice to fight yeah. that person. Then next minute you're going, even though you're losing the wrestling part, but you're obviously uh, knocking her down with yeah. the striking. And then everyone knows you then. That part then, what you went through earlier on, you know, obviously being the the runt of the family, so to speak, <laughs> and then being, but going through your going through your um, 
you know, your abuse situation and, mm-hmm. and having that voice to step up and go, no, fuck this. I'm, I'm going to be me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be real to myself. And then whoever don't like it, fucking tough titties. Yeah. That, did that, obviously once you started to get uh, like the name, the famous name, so to speak, in, in Victor and the M- MMA, everyone's like, fuck, who's this chick? She yeah. just went five rounds of this. We all <laughs> thought she'd get knocked out in the first. Is that, <clears throat> did that confidence come with it? Then you go, okay, well, now I went through that mm-hmm. to have that confidence to go, I'm, anyone who bags me or anyone who doesn't, you know, believe in me, fuck, who cares? Yeah. I'm here to stay. Yeah. This is me. Well, I always had that attitude. That's why it's like it's real complex because I've always had that attitude. I've always been, you know, um, self-believer and had great confidence in my skill set and my fighting ability and as a person. And it's just like this one person managed to get, you know, that find that kink in my armour and, and beat me down. But, yeah, um, yeah like it, I feel like it kind of went hand in hand. Um, yeah. I eventually got the strength to leave him and, um, just as my career was taking off. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was cool to break through in the international scene and have everyone kind of know who I was. Yeah. I kind of like, you know, solidified my name in the international scene. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I had, I think two more fights with Invicta after that before the UFC. Yeah. Cause uh, the UFC is sort of as like Invicta at that stage was like a little feeder. It still is now. Is it? If is you it wa- true? If you watch women's MMA, um, a lot of the girls, a lot, all the Invicta champions, then go on to the okay, UFC. So it's like yeah. a stepping stone in, the, yeah. in that way. Yeah, and then you'll see some of the girls that get signed to the UFC, probably a little bit premature. They'll drop a few losses um, and they'll get released and then they'll go to the Invicta and then they'll get their experience and then um, maybe come yeah, back again. And then they get re-signed to the UFC. That happened with Angela Hill. Yeah, 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 yeah. true that. And now she's, you know, one of the main contenders in the strawweight division. Been, so. Yeah, man, she's yeah, been Yeah, it's a, cool. A like, Invictor the is the, the promotion yeah. if you want to go to the UFC or even just test yourself in the international scene. That's where all the best girls are. Yeah. But, yeah a lot of really good girls there. So you, once you got that opportunity and then you make a name for yourself, mm-hmm. then obviously they do the deal. Obviously they, you're off to the UFC. Yeah. Now, now you're like everyone's, you know, everyone in Australia or everyone in the world wants that UFC contract. <laughs> yeah. is, is it, was it all that you thought it was going to be? Uh, uh, um, look, it was a great experience. Yeah. Uh, they're a big company. Oh, definitely. Um, very definitely. cutthroat. You kind of, I, I left feeling like a piece of meat because um, once they're used to you, you're kind of out the door. <laughs> yeah. um, but there's a lot of opportunities there if, um, a lot of opportunities if you if you're marketable and you you know you're a good fighter and and you can hang with the top um you yeah you can go places but um I, you know I love the experience of fighting on the world stage traveling um you know I traveled all over the mm. world and fought for them and met a lot of awesome people like girls and boys that I'm still really good friends with now so um yeah it was a cool experience would I go back no <laughs> I get paid more <laughs> doing you just, know bare knuckles fans really <laughs> but yeah, um, okay. yeah the, the the price I guess the the purses don't reflect the the competition if that makes sense yeah. and I think it's slowly getting better but um, they definitely need to up their game with how much they pay their fighters and, yeah, and yeah. how they treat their fighters. And I, and I think over time, because there's a lot of voices saying it now, like yeah. obviously Mark Hunt, yep. he's, he's leading the way. I think he's still in the two lawsuits yeah. as we speak. Yeah. Um, And he doesn't care in regards to money-wise. It's not all about the money yeah, to it's him. It's, it's about the principle mm-hmm. of looking after the fighters. And even I think I've seen Jake Paul and Anderson Silva fighting and the agreement they made. I know. I love it. Yeah. So I used to ha- – like I couldn't stand Jake Paul. I'm like, oh, my God, stop giving this clown, you know, know. Um, attention. But I'm like, no, hang on a minute. But isn't he, no, isn't he, he making – makes he's, sense. He's making he's some waves. He's actually for us. He's yeah, trying to help us well, with you, using his, his momentum. Look I'm at like, the I'm, Sorrento I'm sisters. The Jake Paul. Yeah. No one really even heard or yeah. looked at their fights and then yeah. the next minute they're fighting Katie Taylor. I'm yeah. like, who's this chick? Wow. Oh, I knew who Serrano was. She We were actually meant to fight in Ben Uncle. Were you? Yeah. Oh, wow. Ben Uncle um, – Drop the ball there. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, Shit. I think they low-balled her and she's like, fuck this. I'm going to leave the gloves on and make more money. <laughs> wow. But, um, yeah, so, no, yeah. Serrano's fucking, yeah, she's done awesome. But, yeah, she sold out the Madison Square Garden and that was because Jake Paul, you know, backed her. And with, with Eddie so, and yeah, as well. Um, so, yeah, hate the- him or love him. At least he's, he's, he's fighting for us. Yeah, I'll tell you. And, and yeah, he's, he might be fighting the, the Woodleys or the Innes and Silvers <laughs> or, the, or the YouTubers and that, but – 
the eyes and the attention he brings is yeah. probably what the point is. That's it. It's not about, oh, who does Jake Paul think? He's not a f- – he probably doesn't even care He's about – He's kind of proven that he can fight, though. He can still fight. You know? <laughs> I'm like, well, he knocked Woodley out, so I'm like, you've got my, you've got my vote now. 100%. I think he can fight. And he pokes Dana and Dana gets the shits. Yeah. And Dana probably knows deep down that people are then asking questions. Mm-hmm. All these crew who go, fuck this, I need more money. Yeah. And I'm not fighting until I get more money. Yeah. Okay. Well, you just sit there, and when you want to come back under what we want to pay you, yeah. Then you'll fight. I'll sideline you. And that's Great. you know, and that's where I think the little pointing and mm-hmm. you know the little pricking of the side. I like it. I'm here for it. Hundred <laughs> percent. I, I think it's. I think it's the Ali Act is the biggest thing yes. in boxing because they get fifty percent of the revenue. Mm-hmm. We and need I, that. I, MMA fighters. Once that is made, I think you'll find a lot more people. Better fighters come through because yeah. then they don't have to live on their bare ass yeah. and raise little bit of money yeah. and come back in and go fuck. Now I'm full time fighter because I I have one fight and it sets me up pretty much for the year. But I want to fight another two, three yeah. times to get wealthy. Yes, and do it for the right reasons. Yeah. So that that part I I see It'll get is, interesting. Yeah, yeah. But you know, in saying that, when you go back to when you went into the UFC and you know. Young girl from from Australia. Next minute, you're on the you're one of the top dogs in the UFC, and everyone from around the world looks at the UFC and goes, "They've made it." Yeah, you know, not- isn't it? Isn't it such a turnaround? <laughs> yeah. They go, uh, and and I love when sometimes new people get in the UFC and um and they go, you know, they're going, "Oh, my new sponsor," you know, just thanks for them for supporting me. And fuck, they only give him a shirt. Yeah. And like, oh, he's free clothing. Not a sponsorship, guys. It's not a sponsorship. Sponsorship Stop is when free you product to people. Uh, sponsorship <laughs> is when you get money and you can feed yeah, your family. Is when it's you know that's sponsorship. That's yeah. when things should be out. You know, sponsoring you should be posting about it. All that. But uh, you know, you go into some shops and they go, "Here's a fucking pair of shoes." Yeah. Or, well, here's a twenty percent discount for your 20, supplements. Oh my god. And then they're like, "I fucking <laughs> made it." But then they get into the real. Realization is fuck. Now I've got to train, and I've got no money. Yeah, but I've got new shoes on, or yeah. I've got a new top. It's it's such a sad thing it to is. see because yeah. you see some great talent, and, they, yeah. and they're still living on their struggling. Struggling. My first UFC fight, I think I made eight thousand um, dollars. I got taxed thirty percent. My Fucking management, crazy, my management it? took twenty percent, and then my <sighs> gym took ten percent. <laughs> oh my god! That, that's sure the, I lost money. <laughs> Isn't that the saddest part? <laughs> yeah. When you when you detail it like that, yeah. And they, you know, people look Beck Rowling's back then. UFC, fuck, oh rowdy back man. She must be millionaire by <laughs> yeah. now. And you're like, ah, oh, well, oh, no. I actually lost money on that fight. Yeah. And you're like, how do you do that? Yeah. That's the saddest part. That, and I've been obviously in the fight game for a long time, so I know the realistically mm-hmm. the money issues, and I know the money amounts that get thrown around. But and I remember. Doing um, in Albuquerque with Kyle Noak, doing striking with him back in the early yeah. days, and uh, I think he was only on because he signed like a nine fight yeah, deal he wasn't straight a off. With them, wasn't he? But yeah, he's from the Ultimate Fighter one. Yeah, yeah, but that, I think I'm not quite sure, and he, I don't think he'll worry me saying it. But I think he was only on like either nine, yeah. nine or twelve thousand dollars to turn up, and then nine or twelve thousand dollars if he won. Yeah. So he was in Albuquerque living. Yeah. Training at Jackson's. They were taking a percentage plus the management. Yeah, I'm not quite – even. I think even back then, I think they were pretty lenient with him in regards to money-wise yeah, because he was an Aussie and they loved him. And, yeah, that's nice. Um, Jackson's really, I think, helped him out if, yeah. you know, it'd be truthful to say that. Oh, that's good. Um, but, yeah, when you say that scenario yeah. – and people go, oh, I'm going to go overseas, I'm going to find a manager and <laughs> – and then they fucking turn around and go, hang on, he took 10, he took yeah. 20, he took 15, and I'm left, left with nothing. Nothing, nothing. So when, yeah. did a few, how many fights in regards to the UFC uh, did you accumulate? I don't even know. No, but when, <laughs> when did, did, was there any stage where you actually made okay money? Um, I think my highest paycheck was 22000 Okay. Um, but that could have been forty four if I won. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's decent, I guess. If you fight three or four times a year, then you could probably yep. semi-live off of that. But, um, yeah, the, then it's – if you don't win, it's kind of yeah. cut in half and that's but, the shitty part. I like boxing because it's a strict 
Yeah, yeah. You know, strict purse. There's no if you lose, win. That's right. You get this paid is, for yeah. what, you, what you're yeah, signed so for. Yeah, so I like that. I like that for boxing because okay. you know what you're going to earn. That's There's right. There's no ifs or buts. Um, and you've only got to think about two things. The left hand and the right hand. <laughs> and it's a lot. Right? It's a yeah, lot. There's a, a lot. lot of these two things. <laughs> coming at you all the yeah. body and the head. Well, the, you can't hide. You can't hide behind anything. In no. MMA, you can hide behind wrestling or, or you know, grappling. I can tie up and kind of stall. Yeah. In boxing, you're exposed. Your holes are bare. Um, so, yeah, if you if you get found out in there, you're stuck. You either take a knee or you're getting knocked out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, boxing I have a lot of respect for. It's a, yeah. it's a different, completely different game. Um, MMA is, is obviously crazy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Or, I was going to say. And I the still... amount of time you have to be able to fit every aspect in. Oh, that's, that's another thing. That's yeah. fucking like you got yeah. nine, well, I won't say nine disciplines, there's probably yeah. hundreds of disciplines, but when you're focusing on, okay, I've got to go to kickboxing class, I've got to go to fucking taekwondo just, class, yeah. Zumba class, I've got to do fucking <laughs> yoga, yoga for flexibility, <laughs> I've got to do boxing, I've yeah. got to do Muay Thai. There's not enough time of the day. Yeah. There isn't. And there that, isn't. that's when you're like, it's, you're physically, physically and mentally yeah. couldn't do all of it because sometimes I – when I do watch the MMA and they go, oh, a Muay Thai specialist, mm. but their Muay Thai is done in an MMA gym, so it's not really a specialist. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, kind of better at striking than yeah, you are yeah, wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Just say you can't grapple. That's <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Just say <laughs> just you actually say shit on the ground <laughs> yeah. and I'd rather just punch and kick an yeah. elbow and knee, but yeah. it's um, but it's a lot of disciplines in regards to yeah. that. You know, I find it – I respect it a lot because I've seen and been around the guys who do a lot of jiu-jitsu and mm-hmm. a lot of uh, wrestling. That wrestling is hard Next shit, level. especially because uh, I had a good friend, Izzy uh, Martinez, who's got Izzy-style Izzy wrestling in okay. Chicago. Yeah. He's Bones' uh, yes. wrestling coach and yep. that, and I've hung out with him for a few years. And, oh, fuck, I'll tell you what, even he's got young kids over there that do wrestling. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm talking, fuck. 13 or something. Little animals. And they would break me yeah. in pieces. Yeah. There's a di- there's, there's different feeling of um, being held down and not being able to get up. Oh. <laughs> no matter what you do and, and just drowning. You're literally just drowning. Ma- Mark said that. <laughs> Mark said that in the Stipo fight. Yeah. Where he got like the world record us. for head punches because he just laid on the, ca- on the cage. He said he was like, oh, fuck, I couldn't have me. I just said, right. just keep punching me yeah. <laughs> until, it, until the bell goes. And I thought, fuck. And I, I, I think I was at that. Uh, I think you fought. Did you fight on that show over um, in Adelaide? Yes. yes. It was Adelaide. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure you did. I, yeah, I, remember. I choked out um, Lisa Ellis. In that's that right. One. That's right. Yeah. I remember seeing you. I got I think, in a lot of trouble that, that fight camp, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they nearly pulled our fight. They're did like, they? Yeah, Dana was like very mad at, yeah. at the comments made yeah, leading okay. up to that fight. Which is a double standard, you yeah, know. Okay. Conor McGregor can say, "I'm going to fucking walk through the favela with your head on a stick," but heavens forbid a girl says something a little nasty. <laughs> oh. and, but that, that was a you, you sort of in that in that way you sort of impart the OG of women's MMA. Yeah, not you know not just for your fighting, but yeah, everything outside everything that you dealt with for. and what yeah. you stand for, being truthful, dealing mm. with what you dealt with, and I think. Even today, your followers and everything else, they still look up to you and inspired because you just are who mm-hmm. you are. Yeah. And I think that's a, what you a see great is what thing. you get. Yeah. Um, I've also ran into like a lot of people that haven't met me and they're like, oh my God, you're actually really nice. And they sound really like Well, that's why. See, when I, when I was sort of watching you, I was like, and I asked you before, <laughs> so you, know, you take like bad bitch, like, because that's how I, every time I used to see you, I used yeah. to. Is she just like a bad bitch? Like yeah. a real just bad bitch? Yeah, everyone, like, they either think I'm like a really nasty bitch and I'm like, I'm actually nice. Like, I'm just loud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just say cunt a lot, all yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's, but when you, and I'm the same because my swearing, especially at home, I, you know, I'm fucking like, fucking. Yeah, yeah. I just think that's just normal speech for me. Yeah, and sometimes when people listen to it, they go, oh, wow. Geez, they say geez. people that swear are more intelligent. So I'm going oh, geez, with that. I hope so then. <laughs> Braden, see, I see, told you. We're both smart. Oh, wow. Okay, I'll take that on now. So when so the, the UFC career, you're going through this the UFC career. You fought some fought some big names, as I say, even the girls who went on to win the UFC world titles. Yeah. You fought those in Invicta. Um, but I think um Paige Paige Van Zant. You fought her yeah. in the UFC. Yeah. Um who who else was the uh, the t- real tough fights? Tisha and Torres. I fought her twice. Yeah. 
Um, Ashley Evans Smith, Jesse. Jessica Rose Clark. Yeah, so because she's still in the UFC. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, she, injury's killing her at the moment. Oh, is but, it? Yeah, she's always getting oh. injured here, there, and everywhere with I the poor thing. She but trains too hard. Fucking hell. <laughs> I think um, a lot of girls, I think we train really hard, and I think a lot of it's to quiet our brain a little yeah. bit. It's like, I need to train. But, but is, it, is it trying to mentally think you've got to be at the male's level and, and or maybe. not not sort of that be at the male's level because you're at your own we'll level but prove our worth prove, maybe. You, prove your worth in this yeah. game of, of the fight game because yeah. it's such a it was a, a male dominant sport now yeah. it's more and more coming to the women yeah i think it's harder for us to kind of stay at not not well, it's kind of harder for us to get the respect and keep the respect yeah so like one shitty fight they're like oh you suck you're just a girl but that, you know what I mean? but that, that can be male and female, I think, because yeah. as soon as you lose, Australia's oh, yeah. are like, Australia. fuck, oh, he's a loser, yeah. she's a loser, get out of here, you're retired, yeah. you're no good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Australia's the worst for that, tall poppy syndrome. Isn't, it, isn't that weird? It's, you know, I like a country that's so cruisy and mm-hmm. laid back, but as soon as you're a loser, yeah. fucking you're a loser. All, my, all of my haters um, are Australian. My biggest fan base are American. Oh, um, okay. But you'll see when I used to fight for the UFC, the Australian UFC um Pay, Facebook page would post up, you know, my fights and, um, you know, my media and stuff, and it, every comment would be an Australian just trashing me. How, how does that just, play, like, in your mindset? Like, you, you're representing your country yeah. at the highest level. Yeah. And one, you know, you're outspoken yeah. because of the confidence and the belief you have in yourself. Mm-hmm. But from a fighter at that level, world level, millions of people watching, and seeing the comments come yeah. in, and, and as you say, from Australian, Australian. Yeah, that's what hurt, I think, the most is yeah. it's like Australia should be behind me, but instead they're like my biggest haters. And then I'd have, you know, Americans or like um, I think it's American, Mexico and um, Ireland are my biggest fan bases that are like my biggest supporters. And, yeah, when Australia, I'd just see Australia like click on that profile. Did, did you really get it, into too much of reading the comments? Probably oh, I at had first. to turn it off. With the Ultimate Fighter, I was like, I'm staying off social media because it started to get to me. I'm like, why do I care what these complete strangers 100%. think of me? Like, why am I reading this? Like, I shouldn't care. And I just, I switched it off because yeah. I, it was starting to get to me. And I'm like, yeah, like I shouldn't let it get no. to me. This is ridiculous. And I had to, you know, hold myself accountable for caring about it. Um, but yeah, I'm only human. I'm, I I feel like it's shitty that Australia can't get behind me, um, and I think that they should have because I've done a lot for the sport and a lot for Australians 100%. in the sport. Yeah. So, um, but at the end of the day, I feel like it, it is what it is. Nothing I can say or do is going to change that. Um, and just to keep, you know, be thankful that I do have fans. It doesn't mean they have to be Australian. I think now I've got more. I think with Bare Knuckle, I kind of revamped my career a little bit um, and I got a little bit more support from Australia because they're like, holy shit, this bitch is crazy. And, you know, she's the first ever female um, Bare Knuckle world champion um, and she's Australian. So she's done something so, for yeah. us. So she, I kind of got a little bit really of credit a back. She bad bitch, yeah. but now I like her. Now <laughs> yeah, I like her. now she's kind of cool enough for me to like. I don't know. Yeah, but um, does that, you know, when you're getting that and you, as you say, you went into the ultimate fighter house yeah. and you had to live there and. Yeah, that was hectic. Uh, that's everyone, I, I think. Uh, Kyle Noak, I spoke to, I think, um, Richie Vass, I think mm-hmm. Richie Vass said, fuck, I couldn't handle it because no. he likes to just roam around. That's was what I was going to get to. It made me feel isolated and controlled again. Cause I'd only just left my abusive relationship. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like being told I couldn't leave the house, even though it wasn't abusive. Like I signed up for this, yeah. but I'm like, who the fuck are you to tell me I can't leave? And I just, I felt like it's slowly the anxiety creeping back in, like, oh, I'm being controlled again, even though I signed up. And I could have left if I wanted to, but it means I would have walked out of the Ultimate Fighter and yeah. lost any opportunity that mm. came with it. Um, so, yeah, I didn't like that aspect of, of it. Yeah, like being Richie told Vass what I can and can't said do. the same thing. He said, yeah. fuck. I was he's just a like, free I was, spirit that way. Oh, 100%. Just, I want to go fucking surf. He's fuck a, off. Yeah, he's a legend. <laughs> he just wants to go, I'm going into surf yeah, or I'm going in to just do a training <laughs> or go and suck on a beer or something. Yeah. But, yeah, he said the same. And it's always interesting, the ones uh, who I have on on the uh, podcast and we talk about the Ultimate Fighter House, mm-hmm. that's pretty much the – they Consensus. said the experience of it was good, but the the – not so good was being locked up all the time. Yeah. And that's, I suppose, going into the house and you say you had to turn the social media off Mm -hmm. because you got nothing else to do, really, have you? No, it was just train, eat and talk shit. 
Um, and then you just look at little group social media. Yeah. I think Richie Vass said he he wasn't even allowed on social no, media. No, we weren't allowed social media at all. No phones, nothing. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we weren't. There was no TV, nothing. So it was just. Oh, my God. That's, you and. That's, the, that's yeah. the worst. That's probably. Is that is that a ploy what they're trying to do? Like, cage you oh, like no, animals? They, they just stir go, the pot. They, they stir okay. the pot. And it was. Um, they were very good with their editing. Like, I was, like, loud and obnoxious like I am. But they managed to edit the footage so it looks like I was blowing up at different situations that were uncalled for. <laughs> so the real situation was like warranted, like this person was a fuckwit and I was calling them a fuckwit. Yeah. They would edit it like that person didn't do anything wrong and here I am blowing up. Okay. So they're very tricky. Wow. So I came out of that show looking like a right cunt. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. well, I am, but in my, you know, in my in own. In your own little way. Yeah, yeah in my right. own way. And it was warranted all right, but. Yeah. They're very good at their editing and they're very good at stirring the pot, like, oh, such and such said this. Yeah, okay. What are you? And then, yeah, so the thing, makes for great be- television. The beautiful thing about media, <laughs> eh? Yeah. Beautiful thing. So you go through the tough in the house and you go, that leads you into the, the um, UFC yeah. uh, to fight and mm-hmm. had some crazy, crazy fights in there as well. Once you finished the UFC, you had a stint in Bellator. Um, no, no, went, actually, went bare, knuckle. bare knuckle first. Yeah, and then you had like, and that's where I think Bellator noticed you, I believe. Yeah, so because you had three, yeah. three fights, or so Bellator weren't interested in me when I got cut from the UFC. Okay, they they weren't interested. Um, and then I signed with Bare Knuckle, and re kind of revamped my career and um had three fights with them and won the world championship there, um which was fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then um. Ben Uckle kind of stalling on re, um, re-signing my contract. Like I was just waiting for a new contract and I've got kids and mouths to feed. Mouths feed. And I'm sitting here like twiddling my thumbs. I'm like, I need I need some kind of security. And then that's when Bellator were interested again. So I signed with them because they came to the table quicker than Ben Knuckle. Yep. Um, and so, and I was always going to go back to MMA at that point. I was still kind of had unfinished business with MMA. I was, I love MMA still, yeah, so yeah. I wanted to go back into it. So yeah, and then I had what, two fights with Bellator, um, and then I've just recently just re-signed with Bare Knuckle. Okay, you're still young enough in yeah. the in the women's division to still have two and three years yeah. in this sport yeah. at a competitive level. Yeah. What what sort of what's your time frame? What's your thinking in regards to obviously just getting as much money as you can for each fight? Yeah. But what's is what's the end plan? Like, what would end you goal? like to go back to MMA? Would you like to just the, the, if the boxing in Australia does yeah. take off and you're starting to get good money to pursue a bit of boxing? Or um, yeah, I think boxing's where my love is right now. Obviously, bare knuckle is still boxing. Um, just a little th- few things change, but um, I'd love to just stick with bare knuckle and boxing. Go go at it at both. I've kind of left MMA behind. Um, you know, I've had my stint there and I, I had some good fights, some really bad fights. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to leave MMA behind. Um, but, yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm focusing on boxing right now. So, that's good. yeah, that's good. yeah it's yeah, exciting. Man. And boxing's great, like, right now for women. It's just taking off. It so I think it's a great so time to get involved in it. So strong at the moment, especially like Australia, Australia as I said to you before, it's like Australia's boxing, especially women, is just crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think – and it's just women's sport in general yeah. is just fucking boom yeah. last two years and it's only going to get better because rugby league, I think, as I said, it's going to be full-time in the next year or two. Yeah. That's crazy. So, I think uh, women athletes have evolved in a 100%. sense. You know, like even like <laughs> even though I'm like I wouldn't call myself a feminist but I'm for fucking women. Like I'm a woman and I, I, I demand respect but um, I never used to like watching women sports. Yeah, fighting true. or anything, I'm like, eh, I'm not interested. Yeah, but now yeah. I am because yeah. they're real athletes. So the talent and everything has evolved. Like just the physical attributes of us women now is completely different than it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So, um, yeah, it's pretty exciting to see women's sports in general grow and get the the respect it and deserves. And the recognition that, yeah, yeah like – yeah, and that's that's the that's the best part because it's and I and I will be honest, like some of the boxing fights that I watch, uh, even the MMA fights yeah. that I get to watch sometimes, um, and especially the rugby league. I like, fuck, there's some hard yeah. women out there, <laughs> yeah. and you see some of those rugby league girls. Oh yeah, they're running at pace, and then yeah. you watch. Sometimes you watch the the men rugby league, and you're like. 
those women are actually hitting hustling, harder. Hustling harder. Because again, yeah. it's it's like a, they've approved, they're trying to prove that yeah. they're as equal as the yeah. men when they play. And in their own right, 100% they are. Yeah. You know, it's got a chip on our shoulder. Something to prove. Well, you you really you really got to because it's coming it's coming to surface so much now, and the the as my as my brother says all the time, it's the squeakiest door gets the most oil. <laughs> you know, yeah. And if you're not fucking yeah, loud, not then making noise, no, you, no one cares. And that's probably over your time. Mm-hmm. I'd be confident enough to say that's how you got noticed yep. so much, is because again it goes back to the journey that you went through. Yeah, and feminist or whatever you like to call yourself and say, fuck, I am who I am and I'm going to speak up is where you've had that. You're the you're yeah. the the squeakiest door. Yeah, I am. So you, oh, fuck, well, <laughs> I'm you know, very squeaky. You know, but it, it's in promotion wise, it's a good thing to yeah. have because then they go, well, she got a lot of followers, but she brings attention to mm-hmm. what we want her to do. So yeah. UFC obviously seen that. Go, yep, she's in that. Uh, everything else regarding that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, very very important that that way. Mm-hmm. So what's the the best advice if you were to give to a young woman? Uh, going forward, what's the best best uh, advice? Jeez, <laughs> put you on the spot, don't I? You have. <laughs> I don't Deck like giving advice. Spe- speechless, <laughs> holy dooly. Um, jeez, I don't know. But what, what's the advice that you have received that you could say, and pr- pretty much um, someone else goes, "Okay, oh, yeah. yeah." My coach actually brought this up to me. Is like your past doesn't define you. Um, you know, every day is a new day. Just because what happened yesterday doesn't make you what you are today. If that makes sense, it doesn't. You don't have to dwell on it. Um, yes, it's it's. If you let it, it can help you grow as a person. Um, but it doesn't define you because I I always hated, even though we've spoken about it today. Always people wanting to know about the domestic violence and this, and I was like, I, I don't want to feel like a, I don't want people to think I'm a victim. No, no, 100%. I don't like the victim mentality. I don't want people to go, oh, poor Beck. Yeah, look yeah. how hard you've had it. Um, and he's like, well, your past doesn't define you. Yes, it has has uh, shaped you, but you've taken the good from it and turned it into something good. And you can do that with your story. You don't have to dwell on the past, but you can share it to help someone else grow. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So amazing. yeah. I think that's probably the biggest thing I've taken from my coach. Um, yeah, to giving me that advice is yeah, yeah it, it did. It's something that happened to me, but it hasn't defined me. Okay, beautiful. And finishing off the rich life, what is Beck Rowling's rich life these days? <laughs> what 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 makes you happy? Like what what are you content with these days to make um, your rich life? I've kind of turned into a crazy cat lady lately. Oh. <laughs> Animals. I love animals. animals. Um, you know, I think my, my true happiness would be uh, eventually owning a gym and passing on my knowledge and uh, owning a house with acreage and just having a funny farm, just having oh. ridiculous animals. Um, my husband's already trying to tell me, no, you can't <laughs> have another one. But I'm like, this is going to be our next dog. Oh, God. I might get a donkey one day. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> but, yeah, I think great. that's my ultimate happiness is yeah, just beautiful. having my own space, my own acreage um, and, you know, passing on my knowledge and having a gym and, and giving, you know, another young girl an opportunity to Excellent. make their life better. And, Beautiful. Yeah. Man, that's amazing. That's amazing. And, uh, again, I just want to uh, thank you for coming on the Rich Life Projects. So again, it's one interview that I was always fascinated about. <laughs> thank you. And uh, I think, you know, your story will resonate with, you know, a lot of girls yep. uh, that can't find the courage to speak up and and just really be their their squeaky door, you yeah. know, and have their fucking say and be go. Be squeaky, hundred like percent. Yeah, the girls be squeaky from Beck Rolling. Yeah. So, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thank you again, thank my you. friend. Thanks for having me.